The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is one of Europe's top marketers and copywriters, Patrick Powers. Go to contactsintocash.com to find out more. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Joey. And uh, thank you so much for getting this opportunity. Patrick, you're the author of two books, Turn Your Contacts Into Cash and Only Suckers Settle for Less Than Rich. You're also the leader of Europe's biggest entrepreneurs meetup group, Entrepreneurs in London. I've actually had the pleasure of speaking to your group myself, and you've got a great bunch of people from all different walks of business. Having run this group for many years, you've got a lot of experience with helping people to start and grow a business, and that's exactly why I invited you on the show today. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about how the first-time entrepreneur can get started and succeed in business. So before we do that, could you just let us know a little bit about yourself and your journey so far as an entrepreneur? Fantastic. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. Um, I'm from Denmark, uh, hence my weird accent. And um, I was brought up in a family where business was kind of a swear word. You know, people thought I was crazy when I wanted to go into business. So at the same time, I had an incredibly bad self-image, you know, a very, very bad self-confidence when I was a young kid. And, um, I was, I was like, you know, these films where you have like, uh, archetypes of, of people in, in, you know, in, in school, there's typically this fat kid with glasses that is really, really brainy and everybody is, is just, uh, you know, mocks him and, uh, he gets beaten up. Well, that was, that was basically me, <laughs> you know, apart from the glasses, <laughs> you know, so I had a, quite a, a tough, uh, childhood and, and youth, uh, but, um, my parents just said, get a normal job and you'll be happy. But but I wasn't happy with the idea of, of just getting a normal job. I couldn't stand getting up early in the morning and uh, taking orders from somebody I thought was, you know, dumber than me. And um, so when I was 21, I started my first business, much to the shock of my family. My parents told me to stay away from it. They actually used to be self-employed and um, survived but struggled with it. Right. Um, so anyway, I, I, I was an absolutely fantastic failure. Within one year, I'd lost my house, I lost my business, I lost everything, my car, everything. And uh, had to start all over and think about, you know, what do you want to do with your life now? And uh, fortunately, I've gotten the bug, so to speak. I got the entrepreneurial bug because just being able to feel that feeling of being in charge of your own life and calling your own shots and being the captain of your own ship. It was just an amazing feeling. Uh, and even though I, I would never succeed back then because I was just simply not ready for it. I was too young. I was too inexperienced. Didn't know anything about business and especially didn't know anything about marketing. Um, yeah. And was too afraid of everything. Uh, you know, I couldn't couldn't do any sales because basically I couldn't go out and face people and rejection or all that. So, so that was that was a, a, a kind of a rude awakening. But, but as I said, I had the bug, and then I tried finding ways of starting out businesses without that much risk, you know, from home, and did that for many, many years. 
uh, until about seven and a half years ago, uh, almost eight years ago, I said, well, this is it. You know, I've had it with being poor. I had it with being fed up with everything in my career, my life and my job. And I was just so fed up. I said, OK, this is it. I'm going to do it. And uh, basically making a decision to do whatever it took, whether I was comfortable with it or not. You know, because I, I went to all the personal development seminars and read all the books and by Anthony Robbins and all this stuff. And it, it did help. It didn't help that much. I'm actually certified uh, NLP master practitioner and and uh, NLP trainer for the listeners that don't know what that is. It's basically a science of mind and communication. And um, I try to psychoanalyze myself, so to speak, or uh, use NLP techniques to overcome my fears of going out and speaking to people and going out there in the world. And it did help a little bit. But I'll tell you. What really only helped was making that decision. I'm going to do it, whether I'm comfortable with it or not. I don't, I don't care how afraid I am. I am going to do it. And that's, that's what made it for me because, because not only almost instantly did my fear actually decrease a little bit and that kind of gave me an extra boost and uh, a feeling, you know, I'm on the right track, but then you probably know how this is, Joey. You know, when you go out and actually start to do what you're afraid of, it won't take you many times before the fear is, is going away or almost disappears. And that's what happened for me. And uh, after failing in many, many home business, uh, home based businesses, I I became an almost overnight success. Uh, you know, found a company that I could align myself with and uh, became the fastest growing distributor for that company in Europe. Uh, and build a huge worldwide team and kind of re- retire at 36. So, so that that's kind of the the prequel to to where I am today. So now that was in the network marketing industry, and um, um, after achieving the financial success that I had, I've used a lot of money on coaches and mentors to go even further. Uh, not only in the network marketing field, but also in the general marketing field. Uh, copywriting, uh, business networking, presentation skills, uh, and everything I can get my hands on, including also uh, some of the best internet marketers in the world. And so that's I've got been kind of kind of a little bit semi-retired for the last uh, four or five years. I've written a couple of books, uh, and and now I'm kind of totally ready to to go out there and uh, and take my career to the to the next level. And I'm really excited about that because I, I just I love sharing and helping people. Uh, especially breaking breaking their fears and whatever is holding them back so they can go out there and create some dream lives. Fantastic. And Patrick, I'd like to talk about that startup phase of a business, the beginning. My first question is about when you've had that first initial idea, when you've had that stroke of genius or that light bulb moment and you've had an idea to go into business. There's a big step, however, from that moment to actually turning it into a reality. So what mindset and attitudes must we have to actually take it from idea and making it real? And secondly, what are the practical steps that we need to take? That's great. Let's start with the mindset first. Kind of actually covered it in my story. One of the most important things that's that you become absolutely uh, okay with making mistakes and getting outside of your own comfort zone. Do you make that commitment that you're going to do it no matter what? Uh, yeah. And then going forward uh, 180 miles an hour 
and just, okay, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. I know that's going to happen. I'm okay with it. And that's, that's really what separates, I think, one of the biggest, um, biggest things that separate successful, successful people from the failures or just ordinary people is that the, the successful people are okay with making errors. They're okay with actually failing. Whereas the ordinary or uh, failures in the world, they want everything to be perfect from the beginning. And they want it to be certain. They want it to be sure. They want guarantees. Um, and uh, you said something when you had that spark, that idea. By the way, that is probably one of the things that really keeps people from going out and making it, that they think uh, erroneously that they have to have a brilliant idea to make a lot of money in business. They have to have that idea of a, uh, of a Google or something. I hear that so many times when I ask people, why not in business? You know, people have been thinking about, well, I haven't, I haven't got this idea yet. That is yeah. absolutely uh, the wrong mindset to have. Because I'll tell you that the most, the most money in this world are made by taking an idea that is already in use and just improving it a little bit or simply doing it a little bit different. So, so, so forget about, you know, first of all, forget about coming up with that brilliant idea before you start uh, getting going. Uh, just get going. And then second, second of all, be okay with uh, making mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. And uh, of course, it's, it's important also to know that because then you're not going to be shocked when you make mistakes and things doesn't go, go in the, in the right direction. You want it right away. And, uh, and also you should have, uh, kind of plan B's and plan C's if, if things doesn't work out. That's, that's, that's what I would definitely recommend people to do. And in terms of the practical steps, well, um, of course it really depends. I mean, sometimes you will have a brilliant idea, uh, and, and you don't have to have a, a, a huge background or be brilliant to come up with a brilliant idea. Sometimes I've had brilliant ideas. I actually, I actually had a brilliant idea about probably about, 15 years ago and i still think it's a brilliant idea but i haven't had the wherewithal or the connections to actually take it take it out into the world it will take a lot of money and um so you know back then i was definitely not a brilliant business person so you, you can you could house this spark of genius what is important to probably most of the time that people think that this this idea is a spark of genius most of the time it's not and I've had ideas that I've tried to take out in the world that I thought was genius, and they were not. So, so understand that the market is smarter than you. Okay, what what you want to do is give something that the market wants, and even if you think it's brilliant, no matter how brilliant you think it is, many times it won't be. So, I think that's a that's a really really good insight to have. That instead of going out and and uh, uh, getting half a million pounds in funding or whatever, and uh, mortgaging your house or doing all kinds of things that'll put you in, in risk, try to test the project out on a smaller scale. Okay. When, for example, if, if it comes to marketing, there's a, there's a, this idea that lots of information marketers, people that publish this book, like books like me, uh, and reports and, and, and trainings and stuff like that, instead of creating the product first, creating the book and the training first, they put ads up. You know, they actually advertise the training on the book first mm -hmm. to see whether the response rate is high enough if there's actually an interest before they create the product. Mm -hmm. And that I would highly recommend that you do something like do some tests and ask friends that you can trust to be honest about it. Go out and do some small kind of uh, market tests around. There are also um, 
survey software like survey monkey there's lots of lots of stuff like that online where you can actually set a uh, you know set a survey up and then uh, ask people's opinion about stuff so that's that's that would be the first thing that i would do do you make a business plan or anything like that patrick what are the the steps after that uh well again if it's if it's a bit big project you're definitely able to create a business plan um, I've never really been big with that. I'm kind of very intuitive when it comes to just going forward, and I kind of just know all the steps. I, I kind of create the business plan in my head, and then I just move forward. So, But, of course, if it's a bigger project and you need funding for it, absolutely, you need a business plan. I'm, I'm not the perfect person to ask how to create the, the, uh, the perfect business plan, other than I would say uh, be really strong on your marketing and researching your competitors and the market in general. And come up with a good marketing plan because today it's it's almost unless unless you know you're a rocket scientist, create something really really um, innovative uh, in terms of science or technology, then everything is about marketing today. You know, and even even companies that have a mediocre product or even inferior product, they will they will succeed if they have good marketing. You know, you see McDonald's just as an example. I mean. Some of the listeners might be uh, addicted to McDonald's and love McDonald's. I personally think it's a crap product, and they do, <laughs> but they're incredibly successful. Why? Because yes. they have a marketing plan. They test. Okay, there's also another thing you have to really – they test everything, and I mean really, literally everything. Um, and and, and that's, that's because they, they don't start with the assumption that we're smarter than the market. They just test it, you know, test ideas on a smaller scale. Uh, And then, you know, leave the ideas that work and and ditch the ones that doesn't. As you know, Patrick, to start a business is not an easy thing. And there are probably many times that people feel that it's easier to quit or give up. Do you have any advice for people who are feeling that way? Should they carry on or should they actually give up? What's your advice on that, Patrick? That's a really, really good question. And if if you asked me that two or three years ago, I would say just keep on going, keep on going. Um, but you know what? That's actually pretty stupid advice, <laughs> in my yeah. opinion. You're gonna have, you're gonna hear lots of motivational speakers. Yeah, you just gotta believe in yourself and keep on going. Yes. However, with the small twist that what you are doing just might not be the right thing to do to keep yeah. on going with. And I've seen people that are uh, just pounding their heads against the wall, and nothing is happening. And I can guarantee you, nothing will, because. They're the wrong person for the wrong project for that time in their life. And they would be better off to step back. And like Jay Abraham, one of the highest paid marketing consultants, I think actually the highest business consultant in the world, um, says, try to have an out-of-body experience where you kind of step outside of yourself and look down and see what is wrong with this picture. You know, if I was somebody else, what would I advise this person to do? That's one of the best advice you will ever get. Because sometimes when you're kind of in yourself, you can't see the the forest for all the trees. I don't know if that's an expression you have in England. Yeah, we do. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, sometimes there, there are these sayings that do translate from Denmark, Danish, and sometimes they don't. So I just wanted to make sure that that was yeah. translatable. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't see the forest for the trees sometimes. So... Try to step outside of yourself. Sometimes get outside counsel. You know, is this is this really a smart idea? Um, one of my friends used to used to run a, a company in Denmark that that actually created funding for for startups. 
And uh, I can tell you how much entertainment we've had from him telling the stories of entrepreneurs coming with absolutely unbelievably stupid ideas. And they think they have just found the golden nugget and they're going to become a billionaire. You know, yeah. I mean, think about Dragon's Den and then three or four times that, you know, as, as some of the stupid ideas. So, you know, don't necessarily keep on going with the project, but never, ever, ever, ever give up on yourself and your dream. You know, yeah. that's when, you know, because you will get if you're if you're aware of what you're doing and you're willing to be a little bit outside of yourself and looking back back on yourself and changing your behavior, changing what you do, constantly adapting, improving, you will get there in the end. That is an absolutely firm belief. But the problem with people is that if they keep and keep on going the same way with the same thing without making any changes, and and that's just that's just folly. Would you say that it's correct that anyone with enough persistence can have success in business? However, it might just not be with that particular product or service. Would that be true in your opinion? Absolutely. Total total belief that anyone can do. I mean, I met so many uh, very successful people that really don't have a lot of brain cells. I mean, it's or they're not using them. I mean, I met dumb people that are successful. Seriously. Right. It's it's yeah. really not it's to be become successful as an entrepreneur, you have to have a combination of some different skills. But do you have to be intelligent? Absolutely not. I believe anyone can do it. And coming from where I came from, being extremely introverted and afraid of going out to talk to people, I know that at least anybody can overcome that fear and um, redesign their own personality. Today, I mean, I love talking to people. I love speaking in front of people. The more, the better. You know, I've spoken as much as uh, in front of 7,000 people at an event. And uh, it's just an amazing feeling being up there. And um, 20 years ago, I couldn't walk up to to one person on the street and asking for a way to the station. I was so afraid. Not even joking. It's true. So, yes, absolutely. Everybody can do it if they're just willing to change, if you're willing to learn. Uh, And instead of just trying to reinvent the, uh, the wheel, Go out and get some mentors and and do what they do. Put away your put away your ego and what you think will work and what you would like to do, and just do what your mentors are doing. And guarantee you're going to get the same results. Patrick, the next topic I wanted to ask you about was procrastination. I definitely struggled with this a lot when I first got into business myself. I had all these great ideas and I also had a big to do list of all the next things that I needed to do. But for some reason, and I don't know why. I would just put them off, you know, possibly because they were hard things to do or I would uh, do what was easiest first, but all the the difficult tasks would stack up. But it was really something that at that point in my career, I had to take a good look at myself and try and fix it and just get better at doing things immediately. So I'm sure that because you've spoken to so many entrepreneurs out there, that this is probably a common problem. It's a very common, uh, very, very common problem. And And I used to have it. How do we deal with this then? How do we overcome procrastination? Because it seems like it's a very natural human thing to do, but it's not going to serve us very well in business. So how do we overcome this? Well, first of all, understanding where it comes from. And it's basically because it comes from fear uh, on some level, fear or nervousness or uncomfortableness. You know, sometimes if I tell people, you know, you're not moving forward because you're afraid. Lots of people, especially men, will say, no, I'm not afraid of anything. 
Well, if they were, weren't afraid of anything, they would be moving forward in something, you know. So at some point, at least uncomfortableness about doing something. Uh, so whatever it is, I mean, understand that that's where it's coming from. Some kind of uncomfortableness inside on a, on a subconscious or conscious level. And then um, embracing that fact that moving forward, you have you are going to be uncomfortable and that's going to be OK. And making that decision, you're going to do it no matter what. Okay, that's the first that I tell you that is absolutely key. And if you just make that decision, you'll be way ahead of 80% of, of your competitors. Um, and, you know, I, I still have um, – I still procrastinate some stuff. And yeah. I'm, be, I'm becoming better and better every day. In fact, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, one, of, one of the things I have here, I'm procrastinating. I hate opening letters. <laughs> I absolutely hate opening letters. Mm-hmm. And I know it's totally ridiculous and irrational. Um, I also know where it comes from. And it comes from when I was going bankrupt, when I was 21, 22. When I got these letters about, uh, you know, owing uh, phone bills and uh, all kinds of bills, my electricity got shut off, uh, my house got repossessed in the end, and all these extremely scary, especially from the tax system in Denmark, man, these guys are scary. Uh, getting all these nasty letters, that's where it's coming from. And now, especially lately, I'm realizing, listen, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta overcome this because I, I, I pay my bills too late. And it's, you know, it's not because I, don't, I want to, it's just because I push it out. Oh, it can wait till tomorrow, you know, and then tomorrow becomes the day after and the week and so on. And suddenly I just forgot to pay my phone bills. So I paid to pay late fees and all these stupid, stupid things. So it's just making that decision. And this morning, actually, I got a letter in. I said, I wonder where this is from. Okay, I'm just going to tear it up right now. You know, open it. I'm not tearing tearing it up. I mean, but open it. And I just opened it. And it was uh, actually something really nice. Yeah. So, so just first of all, make that decision. Second of all, have a lot of reminders in your environment everywhere you could have it on your cell phone on reminders in your uh email program um the best thing you can probably do is to get somebody who's willing to keep you accountable uh it could be a coach that you hire but it could also be a a friend a buddy a, a partner whatever who is who is not willing to let you off the hook when you're not doing the stuff that you're supposed to do and then uh on a daily or weekly basis have a follow-up session with them and say, okay, did you, did you get that stuff done today? Mm-hmm. And if not, why not? So having that a little bit of pressure outside, creating a little bit of uh, uncomfortableness if you don't do it, um, that's, that's many times um, the key to actually just, okay, saying, you know, I'll do it, I'll do it. And as you know, when you do it sometimes, then it's going to become routine and, and suddenly you don't think about it. Great advice. Thanks. Patrick, my next question was, how do we cope with naysayers or negative people? Because oftentimes, if we're new in business, we tell people what we're doing. And sometimes we get a negative response. You know, you can't do that. It's going to be really hard. And it can just bring you down a little bit. So assuming that we are on the right track, we do have a good product or service. What would you do to safeguard yourself from the naysayers and those who say that we are not going to achieve success? Yeah, well, Probably going to sound like a little bit of a uh, like a broken record here because it all starts again with the same uh, thing. It is making a decision that you will not uh, let yourself be affected by that, in at least to a degree that your actions going to be, uh, uh, you know, your actions going to be changed by that. 
we all get a little bit down to to a certain extent from from people saying you know uh, especially if they're close you know if they say uh, that's stupid or it will never work you know it's we're human you know it's okay to feel a little bit let down by that but you have to make that decision that you're not going to change your actions because of it um second of all it's also important to understand that uh, your mindset and how you feel your beliefs is is a makeup of all the inputs you're getting uh, on a daily basis and, and throughout your whole life. So if you're being surrounded by really, really negative people, I'm going to tell you that you probably should reconsider who you are spending your time with uh, and simply make that uncomfortable choice many times to get rid of them or at least for a certain time to um, withdraw from the people that are negative constantly. You could also simply confront them and tell them, listen to it. You know, I'm, I'm really being affected negatively, negatively about your, your opinions that you're voicing. And I would appreciate you to don't say it. You know, if, if you're my friend, I would like you some to, to support me. But I actually made the decision at some point in my life to not visit uh, my family for three years. I did not uh, call, I did not talk to uh, or visit my, my parents. For three years, and people said that's horrible. No, it's not. I needed to get away from all that negativity, um, and uh, it was it was one of the best things I've ever done for myself. Well, Patrick, that actually leads quite nicely onto my next question: this theme of choosing who we spend time with. Why is it important for us to network or form a mastermind group? How can that help us in business? Well, it's absolutely crucial. First of all, <clears throat> um, continuing on the on the on the subject we just talked about regarding. Uh, hanging around the right people, you know, having a mastermind team is is just amazing. You have no idea what it's going to do for you, for your mindset, um, for your knowledge and techniques, but mostly for your mindset. You know, I remember once I was I was having a breakfast with a couple in Hawaii, and uh, <clears throat> uh, those both very very successful, and um, the guy is making a million dollars a month with one employee. Wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Wow. Yeah. And there was something this couple told me this mo- this morning, and it was it was not a technique or a strategy or any kind of usable knowledge out there in the market. But they said something about how they 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 built their business, and it was just by the ease that they were doing it, and that they were, you know, the mindset that would that was they were going to go so much further, and it just. There was almost like, and I could almost feel it energetically in my in my body. It was almost like an explosion in my brain. Um, at that point, there was there was definitely some barriers and limiting beliefs beliefs that was just basically just totally broken down because of they were doing this so easily. And I was thinking they're not more brilliant than me, you know. We're about the same. So if they could do it so easily, then I could at least get you know half what they. Uh, were achieving and uh and that was just an amazing breakthrough for me uh, and that's just one of many many examples of why it's so important to have that mastermind team and um you know we become a product of of the stuff that we feed our mind with it's the same with our body and our mind you know we become what we eat and we also become what we think and and what we feed our minds with so having that constant uh positive input is incredibly important, especially because most of us have been brought up in an environment that don't really believe in unlimited abundance. 
and the ideas that, you know, entrepreneurs think unlimited and we can become rich and, and, and all this. They don't believe in that. Most people. So if we hang around people like that, you know, we start to, at least on some level, um, take in. It's impossible not to be affected by by those thoughts. And so if you don't have that mastermind team to come back to on a regular basis to be built up and get the positive nutrients for your brain, so to speak, then it's very, very easy to uh, to to start a losing faith and getting doubt in yourself and stuff like that. So it's unbelievably important. Um, and then just from a technique strategy standpoint, it's also brilliant to be a part of a mastermind team. And networking, networking is, in my opinion, is one of is one of the most effective ways to to build a business. Uh, especially today, it's becoming uh, much more effective because people are getting more resistance towards. Traditional selling, traditional marketing, uh, high pressure uh, selling and stuff like that. We want to deal with people that are real, that we know, that we like, that we trust. And, and, and networking is the way to create that, that kind of network. Also, you get access to, uh, tons of people because when somebody recommends you to somebody that they know, well, you instantly have a much, much better chance of closing them, of getting them as a client when it's through, a, uh, you know, personal referral. So networking is is absolutely brilliant. Where can we go to find these kinds of people, Patrick? Where can we meet people? Well, when you really learn how to network, and what I mean by that is, is probably networking at a bit deeper level than most people uh, even know of. But you can actually learn to connect with people at a very, very deep level almost anywhere you go. Okay, and sure. and you will be able to, you know, with experience, you'll learn to recognize the kind of people that you have um, an ability to to connect with, so to speak. You know, it, you know, you'll be able to tell, okay, this person looks like a person that I would like to connect with. Some people you just look at, you know, and you know, this is person, the person I would never have in my network. I wouldn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so an ability to actually just connect wherever you go. Um, and you can do that. I've, I've been in a cafe waiting in a line to get a cup of coffee and connected with a co-founder of a company. I've never heard of him. He'd never heard of me. Uh, we happened, he happened to actually look for a speaker for an event. I connected with him. He hired me for the event and that, that event actually took my career to the next level. So anywhere you go. Um, second, of course, you have lots of, lots of networking events nowadays and, and groups, BNI, Business Network International, is the biggest, I think. Uh, I personally love meetups, meetup.com. I actually run a couple of meetups in London, and um, and that's a brilliant place to, to meet people. Uh, if we talk about online networking, I would stay away from online networks that don't have a way to meet in the real world. You know, if it's only focused on, on online networking, I, I tend to stay away from it because for me, it's a waste of time. Um, Online networking is, for me, a way to get to meet people uh, in the real world. You know, and, and if you use it for that, then online networking can be great. But only if you use it for that, in my opinion. So, yeah, so network is so, uh, you know, just go online into Google type networking uh, groups, um, networking uh, companies, whatever, networking events, business networking events and so on and so on. You'll find lots of them. Really, what? just one more tip about that. Understand that networking is not like selling. It's not like you go in there, you create a connection, 
and you pitch your product or your company and they're going to buy from you. That's not how networking works. It's why it separates itself from, from selling because it's about building trust and trust takes time. So when you choose a, a group, don't just go there two or three times. You have to go there, you know, make it, make a, a consistent effort. Go back six, seven, eight, ten times over a year. And only after probably meeting people the third time, the fourth time, you will start to gain real trust and get something out of it. Your results will increase exponentially over time by doing networking. So it's not just something that happens overnight. We need to mingle with them for a little while and then they'll start to trust us. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Okay. If you can become really experienced at it, you can create that connection uh, in a very short time. But again, it takes time to become so experienced that you can create that connection so such a short time. Do you ever find, Patrick, that actually when you're networking, that sometimes your original intentions are not actually what happened? I found that when I network, for example, um, let's say that I wanted to tell people about my company and sometimes after talking to them, a different type of opportunity arises, one that I wasn't expecting or I didn't have that original intention to, to talk about. So I actually find that other additional benefits crop up because of networking. Do you find that to be the case at all? Oh, absolutely. All the time. And that, that's one of the things that make, makes uh, networking beautiful, I think. You know, it's... Yeah. You never know what's going to come out of it. So, uh, so yeah, that happens all the time. Okay, um, on to the next topic. Do you find that there are any common mistakes that new entrepreneurs make? And what advice would you give to avoid making those mistakes? Yeah, there are lots of mistakes. Um, and obviously, the statistics prove it because there's so many that, that go bankrupt. Yeah. Um, I think in England, it's about 11% um, a year within the first uh, five, six years. Um and I think that, you know, there are many, many reasons for that. You know, it could be that they're underfunded. Um, but I think that many times it's almost the other way around, that they try to create a product that is too big. And especially first time entrepreneurs uh, underestimate uh, how many tasks are they have to master, how, mu- how much they actually have to develop themselves to get to that point before they can com- become really successful. And, and they under, underestimate that and, um, you know, create a project that is too big, get too little money for it. And, and also, again, because of people have this idea that it has to be big and it has to be bold and everything to be noticed. Um, no, start small. Try to, instead of thinking in terms of how can we make it as big as possible as, as, as soon as possible, think in terms of how could we possibly totally re- think this project and start with something that has little or absolutely no risk. So that's one of, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of my friends in Denmark is an absolutely brilliant uh, chef. Um, great friend of mine, brilliant chef. He wanted to start a cafe. I don't know here in the UK, but in Denmark, there's tons of people who want to start a cafe. And, um, and he, this guy's really brilliant. So I'm saying, you know, why, why haven't you started your cafe? I says, yeah, no, it takes time, it takes money and all the funding and getting all the things right and so on and so on. So I said, okay, I'll tell you what we'll do instead. You will write a book about delicious recipes. Okay. We will create it first as an ebook. I'm going to help you market it online. We'll put up a website, a blog. You're going to start to market that book. Get some money in for it. First, create a list. Give some, give some, uh, give some recipes away. Um, create your list 
get a following of people that know and trust him. Yep. Sell sell this book, you know, get hire hire a a person to shoot some beautiful pictures of the recipes. Take some of the money you have made from the ebook, use it to self publish your recipe book, and then go out there and and get it sell you know get it out in the bookstores and start to create a name like that because if you be- become a celebrity chef, first of all, I almost guarantee. Uh, it's going to be like a slam dunk to get to get funding for that. You know, if it's a published author and a, and a famous chef, and this guy really has the potential to be that, um, then again, funding will be easy. And from the day he opens the doors to this cafe, you know, there will be lines in the street to get in. Yeah. He will never have problems getting any clients. Um, and in fact, funny enough, I don't know why, I, but I seem to know tons and tons of chefs. Um, <laughs> I actually have another friend in Denmark that get, that actually did that. And he is one of the most successful chefs in Denmark. Um, and he's actually launched just like, um, what's his name here? Um, you know, one of you, you have a couple of really famous chefs. Uh, Jamie Oliver? Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Somebody yeah. like, you know, he's launched a whole line of of uh of food products that are out there in the supermarkets now so but again he started by actually writing a book which you can do for you know almost no cost so so that's an example of instead of starting with a cafe rethinking the whole project and thinking you know how can i actually just get my name out there getting a following and start making a little bit of money maybe even in my spare time and then build it from there So what? That's one of the, uh, the the errors they make. Another error they make is to not understand and master marketing and sales. You know, it is such an important thing, and people will say they could probably just hire somebody to do the marketing and sales. That's great, but if you know nothing about marketing and sales, how can you recognize a brilliant salesperson? How can you recognize marketing genius? You yeah. probably couldn't. So my advice is that at least to some extent that you, you did you study marketing because it is the most important skill in business today. And I would say there are four different categories of marketing skills that I see as the most important. Important is sales, it's networking, it's public presentation, and copywriting. And copywriting is you know writing compelling words that make people buy. So ads and sales letters and stuff like that. Those four categories, if you master those four categories, you can go anywhere and succeed in anything, in my opinion. So so that was, those were some of the ma- major, major errors to see people do. Do you have any favorite books or programs that have helped you over the years, Patrick? And it doesn't matter if it's a mindset book or marketing book or any other kind of business book. What are your favorites? Yep, absolutely. I'm an avid reader. I love reading. Unfortunately, I, I don't have as much time uh, these days to do it. Um, I hope that this recommendation will finally work. That there's some someday one person will come and say, "Hey, Patrick, thanks for recommending this this book." I've recommended this to so many people, and I've yet to to actually find one person that has taken up that recommendation. Uh, and it's about success and well, mindset. It's "Awaken the Giant Within" by Anthony Robbins. Have you read it? Yes, I have read it, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. I've read a lot of Tony's stuff, so I'll definitely join you in your recommendation there for that one. 
It's amazing. I think what, what keeps people away is that it's so long. I don't know, 500 pages or something like that. But it's, you know, every single page is just full of useful stuff. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. So that's the mindset and success part. There's a couple of other ones. Um, this one, I love saying this. It's actually the, usually the one I, I say when people ask. I say this as the first because it shocks people. Because they don't think it's a title of a book. And it's it's called Shut Up, Stop Whining, and Get a Life. So, yeah, so people ask me, so what do you recommend of, you know, to, to read for, for books for self-development? And I say, shut up, stop whining, and get a life. And people are just standing there shocked. But anyway, it's a brilliant book. Uh, it's by Larry Winget, W-I-N-G-E-T. And yeah. I believe if you go to LarryWinget.com, uh, you can get some excerpts. And he calls himself the the bull terrier of person development. He's like really direct in the face kind of guy, as you can probably hear from the title. Yeah. Um, he's also written a couple of other books that I love. Uh, one of them is called work for a reason. And uh, another brilliant one is people are idiots and I can prove it. Um, those are great for, and that's, that's really for success mindset and just, you know, learning to kick yourself in the butt and getting out there and getting your job done. He is brilliant at that. Then um, about entrepreneurship in general, there is one book, possibly two books that I would recommend. Um, the first, uh, I would say you have to read it. Uh, absolutely have to read it. And it's a fairly new one by uh, Michael Masterson, yeah. who's a brilliant copywriter. It's called Ready, Fire, Aim. Okay. Have you read it that? Yes, I have. Really good as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. It will map up everything, everything you need to do from – before getting started to turning it into a hundred million dollar uh, company a year, you know, um, it's, it's, it, and it's like, I think there's three or four different stages where you actually have to act and think totally different in each of these stages to successfully move on to the next one. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. The other one is by Brad Russer, which is one of, um, Richard Branson's earlier, um, right hand man it's called uh, I think it's called Bigger what's it called Bigger Faster Further or something like that Brad Rosser he's a speaker at one of our events by the way in, in London uh, it's quite exciting to have him there um, that's probably it for now regarding the books but there are many brilliant out there sales read sales and, 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 and uh, copywriting all day long that's my recommendation do you have any final tips for the new entrepreneur, Patrick? Well, it's to just make that decision from the beginning that you are going to finish this that you start. You know, do not give up and uh, keep at it for a while. But if it doesn't work, let's say after, let's say a year, two years or whatever, uh, you know, have the courage to, to step aside and look at yourself and go in a different direction. Um, constantly, constantly move outside of your own comfort zone. Um, I don't know if you're probably aware of the company GoDaddy. I don't know if you have you ever seen any of uh, GoDaddy founder Bob Parsons' blog. I haven't. I am a GoDaddy customer, but I haven't read their blog. No. An amazing, amazing company, by the way. I customer service is just stellar. Prices are low. It's a brilliant company, and I'm not getting paid for saying this. I just love yeah. them. Um, he's a very edgy guy and and very controversial in his marketing. Uh, but if you go to GoDaddy.com, uh, you can find a link somewhere. It says, uh, you know, look at the, look at Bob Parsons' blog or something like that. I think it's BobParsons.name. And um, he has all kinds of tips 
for uh, general business tips and life and and career and so on. And one of he has, I think, like 16 rules of business and life. And one of them, one I think it's actually number one, is get out and stay out of your comfort zone. Get out and stay out of your comfort zone because that's where you're going to you, you're going to grow. And when you grow, you're going to be, you know, become comfortable with what you weren't before. And and then you will get ideas at a totally different level. You will start to be, um, you know, you'll start to get really brilliant ideas when you start to move outside of your comfort zone. Um, it's just amazing what that has done for me. At a certain point, I, I decided that every single week I was doing going to do something that would scare me. And I'm not talking about doing bungee jumping, but, you know, it could could be that. But doing something that would scare me that I knew would move me in the direction of my goal. So that like doing public speaking, for example, uh, picking up the phone and uh, I mean, making a sales call, even though I was uncomfortable with it. And that decision totally changed my life. Just do something every week that you're scared of. Uh, you have no idea about the power of your mind. And you have to make that decision that you will finish this game, that you're going to get there. If you make it that firm commitment, I guarantee you're going to start seeing amazing results. So um, the other thing is hang around successful people constantly. Get whatever you, you can to to stick around them and get their advice. Uh, if not for free, then paid. It's worth it. Uh, I've over the last six years, I've spent over a hundred thousand dollars. That'll be like, I don't know, 65,000 pounds or something on coaching and mentoring. Um, so, and it's been absolutely 100% worth it. So I think, I think that's, that's enough for today. Um, I hope that was useful. It was really useful. And I'm sure that everyone listening would like to stay in contact with you and hear your tips and advice in the future. So where can we find out a little bit more about you, Patrick? Yep. Yeah, uh, well, my new book, which is called Turn Your Contacts Into Cash. Uh, yeah. And it's basically about business networking and referral marketing and lead generation, but via the means of, of business networking and, and creating joint ventures. Uh, and you can go and get an excerpt, uh, a free sample from that, and get my newsletter at contactsintocash.com. There's also a blog, contactsintocash.com. And um, they can probably also catch me at uh, patrickmpowers.com. But you know, right now, it's just a lame blog that I haven't been using for a long time. So depending on the time that you hear this uh, this interview, uh, <laughs> you might be thinking, what? You know, there's nothing in this blog. Or it may be <laughs> that I've actually had the time in the meantime to create something out of it. Uh, sure. But those are, the, uh, those are the first two uh, places, I would say. And if you're in London, I would love to mm -hmm. see you at um, Entrepreneurs Night Out Meetup. Uh, and you can go to entrepreneursnightout.com and uh, become a free member. Still free so far. Fantastic. That's the end of today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in. And a big thanks to you, Patrick, for coming on the show. Well, thank you. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen. Take action, make money.